Yo, what's up, y'all? It is Working Out Wednesday on Off the Hustle. Today, Jared and myself, we're going to walk you through five helpful steps and key rules to maintaining a successful business, especially for you people who got business partners out there. So, strap up and get ready for an enjoyable ride on Off the Hustle. Peace. Happy Work It Out Wednesday, everybody. This is Jared. Yo, what's up, y'all? Y'all already know it is. Amari checking in for another episode of Off the Hustle. Now, this is the episode right before Christmas, so I'm going to start now and say <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, that one's talking about. And we wanted to make this one not short, but sweet and simple. Uh, if you know, you've been following us. We've been you know, starting up the Off the Hustle book club with the book Rocket Fuel. Uh, and we pulled out five rules uh, from the latest chapters we read, uh, and we titled them the five rules to business success. In yes. uh, a partnership or outside of a partnership, uh, just as a visionary and integrator working together, what are the five rules that will, you know, act as rocket fuel in your company? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to list off all five, and then we'll go back and dive into them a little bit deeper. So rule number one is uh, check in. You got to have your same page meetings. That's number one. Number two is uh, no in runs. So they can't go to one person, uh, not get the answer they want and go to another person. Uh, Rule number three, integrate a tiebreaker. We'll dive into that a little bit later. Rule number four, uh, you're an employee when you're working in the business. And then rule number five. Oh, I didn't have it right in front of me. Give me one second, everybody. You see why I'm not the person to do the layouts <laughs> for everything. It's all cool, man. Take your time. Hey, while Jerry's pulling that up, I want you guys to remind yourselves that we are available on all, uh, all social media platforms. So as you go through... You know, this journey of reading through Rocket Fuel, make sure to share your feedback because this is something that, you know, we're still working out the kinks with the Off the Hustle book club, book club and just the overall platform of Off the Hustle. Got some great things coming in 2021, some great conversations, some great people that we're going to bring on onto our show and, you know, just kind of share their experiences. So, stay on the lookout, but before we dive into 2021, I want you guys to go ahead and start preparing for the now, and Rocket Fuel is a good start, so check it out. Rule number five, always have your one-on-ones. Now, this is outside of the integrated visionary, uh, but having your one-on-ones with the rest of your team. So, starting it out, rule number one, what is your thoughts on, and you know, we do these Quarterly, monthly, and weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your same page meetings. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, so the same page meeting, I think there's a difference uh, between the same page meetings and your more routine meetings. Um, uh, just kind of like what we talked about on the last episode. Um, you guys check it out, that Monday episode where we discuss uh, accountability. So um, the same page meetings is where I would think, instead of it being uh, multiple times within a month, or within, um, yeah, within the month, I'll say just have it once a month, probably at the top of the month, where you would just, you know, you 
and the rest of the people who have stake in the organization. So these can be your partners, these can be your um, uh, uh, integrators, people who are in that owner's box, that ownership um, arena of the organization where you guys sit down and really just kind of clear the air. Um, you may not have to talk, you may not want to talk more about the numbers or just the specifics. You may want to just talk about how does everyone feel right now? You know, how, how what's, what, what are you currently thinking? Um, you kind of, this is a moment for you to really just share um, thoughts that have been generated over the past month. Uh, kind of like a, a, mastermind, a mastermind slash think tank. You know, you guys can be able to really just get in the room, get in the boardroom, get on the Zoom call, whatever you need to do, and catch up. You know, you can, you know, you can even sit down and do this, you know, over lunch, dinner, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but it's very helpful to really see what the, what are your, your partners, what are they thinking? You know, because so far, you must, for the most part, you're head down, you're working daily, and you really don't have time to look up and get a breath of fresh air and just kind of shoot the, shoot the conversation off. Well, hey, how's things going over in, in in life? How do you feel about where we're going right now? You know, what you know, what what ideas have you generated over uh, over the past few weeks? You know, and overall, how do you feel? Because the emotional aspect of business is very important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're doing your weekly, uh, when you're doing your weekly, quarterly, monthly business meetings, those are more di- uh, designated for the inner workings. Your status means is you want to be a status more on the personal aspect of how you feel and how you see business personally and how do you see business as a full team of owners. So yeah. very important. So we recommend two to four hours, set aside yes. two to four hours and do it outside the workplace. So this is a meeting, your same page meeting. You want to do this, like Amari said, over lunch, over dinner. You don't want to do these in your normal office settings. Yeah, go somewhere else, man. Now, the really cool things about these is the outline form, and you can tailor it to how you prefer it. Uh, the, the way we always do it, and we do our meetings like this, we do a check-in first. Mm-hmm. Now, this is personal. I want to know how are you doing as a person? How are you emotionally? How are you mentally? How are you feeling? Yeah. How's your family? Cause though, because you look at it when you go into these relationships as owners, uh, partners, you're, it's, a, it's a marriage. Oh, yeah. so you got to look at it. Your finances are tied together now. Your future is tied together. Mm-hmm. So you treat this the same way you would treat a spouse. When you when you go talk to your significant other, do you just walk in the room and say, these kids are pissing me off? No. <laughs> sometimes you may have to. Well, sometimes you do. <laughs> but you, that's not the first thing to say as soon as you walk in the house. Yeah. You, you know, and you know, unless you got that kind of relationship. That's not weird. <laughs> but I ain't judging out loud. But when you walk in, you want to do stuff. You want to do different things. You want to ask how the person doing. How are they feeling? You want to show them that you're a human and they're a human oh, yeah. and that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going through, really want to go through this journey with them of building a business, uh, you want to make sure that, one, mentally the person is in the right space. And that you're both in the right space. And it builds the bond of the relationship of the business if you really just showing that you care about them. Like, who wants to work with somebody that don't care about it if they live or die? Yeah. Like, you telling me we come and meet together every week, every day. Our finances are tied together, and you don't care how I feel? Yeah, yeah. Once a month? Yeah. So, and that's really just the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, I would, you know, um, I, I prefer to, I, I've learned through my trials and tribulations of, you know, being a business athlete, of, you know, those status meetings, they, you want to get, 
and you want to be able to get deeper into detail of your relationship you know so if you're still talking service surface level conversation with your partner or partners um after y'all have been working together for over a year or so uh you may have some i'm not saying this is a bad thing but you definitely not you you're not going deeper enough and you're not really investing enough time into learning about your partners yeah and you should probably read a communication book yes <laughs> seriously i'm man. confused at how you can tie your finances to somebody and you don't care if they're good because you know somebody could be going through something and it could affect your business and Definitely. that's what this meeting is for i promise you it will and it's not can't could it, it will it will it, it will. will it may not do it at, in that moment but it, it definitely will become a ticking time bomb and it, it will detonate at some point in time and it's going and uh you know if you don't know what's going on you'll come to work one day or you'll be you know going about your life and something's going to hit blindside you so and you get the text on man fuck all these people let's yeah. fire them all and you're like what <laughs> We just hired five people. That's yeah. a waste of money. Yeah, you just lost a you know, strong integrator. <laughs> you just lost a strong visionary. It's like, oh, man, what's going on? Uh, bro, very, then, very important. The next thing you want to touch in your meeting is your concerns. So right now, you're going to bring up all concerns that you two both have in the company. Uh, you know, concerns about the vision, concerns about the processes, concerns about, you know, whatever. Whatever's on your mind, you should be bringing it up. Uh, also, this is when you bring up uh, any issues mm -hmm. that you have. Now, the really good thing and why you set apart, set aside so much time for the same page meeting is because what you're going to do is you're going to sit down, voice everyone voices their concerns, and then everyone brings the issues. You have to do this. This is your homework for the same page meeting. Whatever issues you have, you bring it because this is the space where you clear it and you do one thing. You make sure you're on the same page. Yes. Now, the process that you use to clear up any issues uh, is IDS. Yes. So, IDS is you identify, you discuss, you solve. You have to do those three things with every problem that you and your partner comes up with. So, you identify what the issue is. So, I bring the issue. When I identify it, identifying means you get to the root cause of that problem. Yeah. I may say we're not bringing in enough revenue. That's the that's the issue. That's not identifying the problem. Why do I feel that way? I you could we could then say, hey, Amar, we're not bringing enough revenue because you know we want to move into doing flips soon. Mm -hmm. So for us, I we did the math. Me, you, the CPA, whoever, uh, our mentor, our uh, GC, whoever. We sat down. We did the math, and we need X amount of capital in reserves before we start going into that. At this rate, we're not going to get those reserves for the next twelve months. I think we should be able to do it in the next six. We should increase uh, revenue goals yeah. by 50% so that we can hit it in half the time. That, that That's the true problem. The true yes. problem is I want to move into doing another venture. Now, we discuss it now. This is what we talk about. And yeah. then in that discussion, we figure out what's the best way to move. I'm, my goals may be too unrealistic increasing by 50 percent but you say hey we could do we can't do 50 but let's do 25 yeah and this is and, and jared um for you guys listening he gave a great example um but i also want to add on to that when it comes to um, sometimes those conversations may not be so streamlined those conversations may be a little bit more choppy and what i mean by that is the person who has who may be bringing the issue to the table they may or may not be so foregoing about giving out the information all at one spill. So for you as the person that's on the receiving end, 
it's always very, very, very important that you ask those questions. Okay, why? The first question you really should be asking, asking the other person or asking the group is, okay, why is this an issue? When did it start? How long has it been going on? And how, you know what I'm saying? Asking those questions will help pull those final mm-hmm. details out to where you can be able to build that root, that root cause. And now the conversation, you as a, you're practicing strong communication because you're being an effective listener. They're having the opportunity to be considered and they feel like they're part of the team. They, they feel like they are accredited as someone um, worthy of bringing forth their thoughts to the, to the conversation and to the team. And now you guys can be able to build the solution. Yeah. And I challenge everyone, once you get to figure out what the true root of the problem is, simplify it to one sentence. Because once you simplify it to one sentence, now you can start, you know, discussing it. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the example, I said, hey, I want I want us to increase revenue because I want, to, want us to get to this. Yeah. That's one sentence. That's what I want. But if you even simplify it more, I want to do you know, visionary. I want to do flips now. Yeah. I want to do, you know, how many other flips? Yeah. New builds. Yeah. New build developments. I want to, you know, make a dog park. I don't know. Yeah. It could be something ridiculous. Yeah. But even then I have to simplify that to one sentence. Yeah. It's no longer, I want to increase revenue to do this. Hey, I want us to move into this. Mm-hmm. And then when you ask why, because I see the vision going here. Yeah. And then that that puts us on an area where we can discuss. Yeah. And I want you guys to also understand this. When, even when you're having a same page conversation, a same page meeting, it's very, very, very helpful to document. Mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, very important. I don't care if even let's say you guys are out. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you're getting a cup of coffee or you guys are having dinner, having lunch, whatever. Hey, even if you don't necessarily have the means to do sufficient note taking, hey, you have a smartphone. Go to your recording app, press record. So you guys had that conversation. This is a great way to help further establish accountability, you know, and it's a great way to be able to listen back. Once the conversation is over, so when you have a chance to really sit down and absorb, comprehend, apply the conversation that just took place at a later time, you can be able to do this at your own leisure and in your own space to where you can be able to follow up. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. And you can also do now. Now we're finna dive into you know we always like to give action steps on Wednesday. Oh yeah, you, you can you could take that record and send it to somebody on Fiverr if you don't have someone on your team. Have them transcribe it. Have them pull out the bullet the points of who said they would do what, and then send that back to you, and you send it to the rest of the team yeah. or send it to the other partner. Now that that'll cost you that'll probably ring you maybe ten bucks, ten fifteen yeah, bucks, that. uh, to get that conversation transcribed. So, you know, there's options. Even if you say, well, we didn't have pen and paper. Okay, record it, send it to somebody to turn it into writing, and then send those tasks to whoever it needs to go to. Now, leaving the same page meeting, you have to be on the same page. There are no, hey, let's table this, let's come back to this later. No, that's why you're sitting aside two to four hours. Yeah. So that when you leave, you're both on the same page, or all three of you, or how many bigger group is in the owner's box. That you're all leaving on the same page. Because one thing you don't want to happen is to leave and then one owner said, well, my voice wasn't heard. 
because now you're not on the same page. Yeah, and that's very that's a very important call out, man. Uh, I've been in meetings where, you know, similar meetings, same page meetings, and they've gone longer than four hours. You know, if you, a great way to another form of a same page meeting is more of um, icebreaker activities. Or if you work with a company where if y'all going, y'all went to like a, uh, a getaway trip for like a day or two, and you and the other managers or you and the whole team is going to actually go learn more about each other. How do y'all see life itself? That how do y'all value the company and do how do y'all value each other? And blah 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 blah. That is a same page conversation. And with these conversations, they can go on for hours. They can go on for days. But if you don't really have, if you really don't reinforce that end goal, which is we need to be on the same page as a whole team, you will see yourself wasting time because you should not go into a new month having pre-existing issues that stem from the month before. So be mindful and when you sit down with the person, establish those ground rules in that same page conversation. This is not to uh, force somebody to do something they don't want to do. This to this is to uh, further establish the trust, the transparency, because as leaders, especially if you're all owners or you're all top leaders in the organization, you have to establish because the transparency, the commit, the commitment the strength organization starts from the top going down. And if the team members don't see the leaders, especially the owners, not really investing 110% into the organization, what makes me as a team member want to come work for you? Or, you know what I'm saying, what makes me put my life, put my financial situation in your hands? So just Again, yeah, what man. makes me want to put my vision mm-hmm. in your vision? Yeah, man. Uh, num- now, number two, no inroads. Yeah. Now, this one is a really important one, especially when you start the group as partners uh, and it's two of you or three of you, uh, where when you start to bring in employees, what they'll do is they'll play, I call it the mom and dad game, mm-hmm. where they'll go to one to try to get an answer, then they'll go to the other. Now, in a lot of companies, a lot of people are conditioned to want to go to the visionary because they see it as, oh, let me, well, first they'll usually go to the integrator. The integrator is going to tell him no because that's his job. His job is to figure out, or her job, to figure out where the no's are mm-hmm. and keep us on track. Now, and then if they get a no from the integrator, what they'll then do is go to the visionary and say, hey, I got this amazing idea. Now, as the visionary, you're going to go, well, tell me more because you like hearing amazing ideas. But what you don't know is they went to the integrator first and now they're going trying to go above them to get you to do something or sidestep them to get them yeah, to do exactly. something. Now, the the way that we've come to understand how to avoid this is all decisions flow through the integrator. So it doesn't, and a lot, like I was saying earlier, a lot of people are programmed to want to go to the visionary because they're like, oh, he'll see the vision. And the integrators already has that stamp, <laughs> oh, excuse me, that stamp <laughs> of saying no or uh, what I'm gonna do with that? Yeah, or that that's true, and and also to put further context on it, a lot of times when you go to an integrator, or you know, in other terms, you may go to your manager, go to a director, go to someone who's that you have to report to. 
most times that person is going to want to see you put forth further action. Put further, further stake and further investment into your idea before we move up the ladder of um, upper leadership. So let's say you have a, you may have an awesome idea, but have you answered the questions of what, when, where, who, how? If you haven't, or if you have, but you haven't done it in, in, in enough in-depth detail where it brings tangible progression, then guess what? Me as an integrator, me as a manager, me as your leader, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to say, okay, great idea, but I, this is what I need from you. So put some time, let's set a date, let's set a time, you know, maybe a week from now or two days from now, whenever, to where when we revisit this conversation, this is what I need from you so I can see how you're looking at this 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 process of this becoming real life, coming to life. You're taking your idea and putting it on the board and, and sharing with the other team and sharing with the other leaders. Now, yeah, Mar is nice because a lot of integrators are going to be like, what? Yes, yeah, no. but that's the thing. What? <laughs> see, and but you know that's what distinguishes you know good managers from awesome managers. Awesome managers want to see, and this is kind of a side note. Awesome managers want to see their team members and also see their other partners shine. You know, so with that, it's about putting you in the in the ownership box, put you in the driver's seat, and see how you're going to drive the vehicle. Now. Sometimes people may shy away from the opportunity, so they want to find an easy way out. That's when they'll go to someone like a Jared, who's a visionary. Hey, and, and granted, sometimes, depending on their level of integrity, they may or may not give the full context. Hey, I talked to Amari earlier this week. He, um, you know, he, this is what happened, but I just wanted to get your input on it. Sometimes they may say, hey, they may not even mention you talked to me. I mean, you talked to Amari earlier this week. They may just say, hey, Jared, I got a great idea, this, that, and third. And now that's when the the unbalance comes comes mm-hmm. into play because now Amari is going to – pers- or someone who's in Amari's shoes feels like now I'm being slighted. I'm not being valued as a manager or the leader of the team. Why are you going around me? And as the visionary, you should be able to say, I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> You should probably go talk to Omar. Exactly. You got to come back to me. because <laughs> because Unless he give it to me, <laughs> I'm not allowed to look at it. Yeah. And, 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 mo- and, and see, and most times what I do is, if it's a great idea, if we're connecting the dots, I will be able to say, hey, let's set a meet up with Jared. Reach, I'm going to reach out to Jared and get us all connected on a, a Zoom call or whatever, and then we'll move forward with next steps. And that way, I'm still putting you in the driver's seat. I'm here to support you, so you know you got I got your back, no problem. And I can be able to even talk to more of a leadership level that you may either not be privy to, based on the conversation. And that's really how those collaborations can can help in a healthy way go about. When you don't do the things I just mentioned. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, if you're in a healthy environment, a work environment, those things will not work in your favor because if a, if a company has a strong, healthy culture of collaboration and valuing their team members, trust me, they really do value their leaders and they want to see their leaders be true uh, entrepreneurs of the, of the business. Yeah, and one thing that that we got from the Rocket Fuel book that would be a great way to implement is if they come, we come to one of those situations where it is an enrolled where they went to you, then they go to me, or they went to me, then they mm, go to you. Yeah, man. 
hey, when we find out, it's not like, a, oh, you're in trouble now. It's seriously, hey, are you going to, we, me and Amari turn to each other. You going to tell them or I going to tell them, but it's going to, it's going to be one message. Hey, man. Because that, we, we're trying to make sure that we're on the same page. That That's what our meetings are for every month. Exactly. So if, and, and we find out, you know, you went to me, I said no, then you went to him. Honestly, whatever he tell you, I'm just gonna be like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing because he's my integrator and he's seeing the day to day. But if you go to him, then you come to me about some day to day stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, hey, have you talked to Amari? That's what I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Be- and it's not me being rude. It's me playing my role. Uh, and you can make this rule number six, but you have to play your role. You have and to. for me, playing my role means if it's not about sales, it's not about marketing. Hey, you talking about what? Yeah. Hey, that's out of my purview. I yeah. If you come to me about some HR stuff, I'm gonna tell you I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Yeah, and and the thing is, if a, if if you as a person that wants to bring opportunity to the table, if you feel strong enough about that opportunity, that one note or that that initial notion of pushback is not gonna set you off from giving up. It's gonna motivate you to move further along the process of being brought to the table mm-hmm. to share your idea. And part of that, I, I'll put some of that on me because as the visionary, is part of you know I set the culture. Mm-hmm. And if the culture we're setting is we want people like you just said, we don't want no to be oh man, it's mm-hmm. never gonna happen. We want no to be. Okay, they don't see it. I got to make them see it. How can I make them see it? Yeah. Let me go work on my own time and then bring it back to them. That's the type of people we want. Yeah. So definitely. if that's the culture, again, even when I talk to you and you tell me no, it's not, I guess we can't do that. It's, let me figure out how to explain this exactly. to him better. And, uh, and yeah. that's the type yeah. of people we want on our team because we know that each role has to be filled with a visionary or an integrator. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out who works better in those roles. Because for me, having a full team of integrators, that's cool and all. But if my sales teams are is completely integrators, who has visions on my sales team? Yes, that's completely right. In who, the same, yeah. Who's looking to the future in my marketing? Yeah, same, and the same thing applies to every other work stream inside of a business. And that's the reason, that's one of the main reasons why I'm so appreciative of, you know, this being our first book because this, this kicks off you know, our not just our book club or our platform, but this kicks things off in reference to how we connect with our listeners and how we shed positive impact onto their lives. Because with us sharing our experience of reading um, this magnificent book, uh, Rocket Fuel, this, uh, you can tell through the conversation of how our mind is evolving we're, mm-hmm. we're we're not just looking at business from an emotional standpoint of being you know proud of being business owners we're also now we're in the phase of looking at how can we grow this but not just grow this based off of how much money we're making but and seeing how uh see how many uh, transactions and how much revenue we bring to the table it's mostly also how are we building our culture how are we building processes, even with a two-man team? The things that we practice now, we understand that these are going to be the things that we practice when we bring one person onto the team, two people, three, four, five, and so on. And the things is just like anything else. Once you, if you start to make, if you start to build something into a habit, it's going to be very, very hard to break it. 
in in down the line. And you last thing you want to happen, uh, especially for someone like us, is to build your business on shaky ground. And then when you hire a, you know, a call center or you hire another company or you bring an assistant onto the team or whatever, and they're starting to see the flaws in your organization because of the bad habits you built from being negligent or not negligent, but being ignorant. No matter of fact, no, that's, I use the word correct. Both. Yeah. Both. yeah, being ignorant and negligent of what is being built based off of what you like to do nowadays. Yeah, and for the visionary and integrator, it may seem like a little gap, mm-hmm. but everyone else on the team is going to seem like a chasm Yeah, because they can see it from the day-to-day and they're looking up and they see where the split is between what you say you want and what you're actually doing. Yes. So you want to start building that relationship early uh, because, you know, to, most people don't know Walt Disney had a brother. His brother was his integrator. You will never hear about his brother. But he's the one that kept Disney alive. He's like Walt Disney is famous for saying a quote where if it wasn't for his brother, he'd end up in jail for bouncing bad checks because he never checked the accounts. Wow. His brother always checked the accounts, but that's his integrator. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, that that's how it is. So even now the culture they have, it was built from Walt, but the process they have was built from his brother. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, about playing your role is that, you know, at some point in time, um, we all like to be recognized for our uh, for the things that we bring to uh, to any group of people, you know, and you want you it feels good to be noticed for for what you do and for what you especially things that you, you know, you work hard to, um, um, you know, create. I would say that. As, but at some point in time, especially for an integrator, I would say this. For an integrator, you you start to get some type of peace about bringing the, the, the impacts and the results versus getting the recognition. And that's just always kind of been me. Now, I'm not saying integrator, you have to play the behind the scenes role type of person. And you need to be content with not getting the, the plaque at the end of the year. <laughs> I, I, I definitely am not saying that. I'm saying you getting that plaque at the end of the year, that's just a, a small token of the appreciation that you received throughout the year. Because if you're building the culture that you want, people are going to recognize, people are going to see what you're doing year mm-hmm. round. You know, and at the end of the day, you have to be your biggest fan. And this is, of course, I'm talking to the integrators, but this is also for the visionaries, too, because you have visionaries who work within organizations make, that may feel like they're not being truly valued. And and, and, that, and that may be true. So you have to put yourself in those conversations. This is why networking, things like that, is very important. That's a, that's a whole conversation for another time. But for the sake of this conversation, setting those ground rules for how you guys operate very important for you to know your role and how you're being valued and that's i think that's i think that's probably another you know bonus rule no be able to figure out how you want to be valued figure out how you want to be valued as an individual contributor to the business and that can be and that may be you know even let's say you are sole proprietor and you work in your own business by yourself you don't have a, a team yet. It's just you, yourself, and, you, you know, in the, the thin blue air. 
Figure out how you want to value yourself. Figure out how you want to treat yourself. Figure out how you want to reward yourself. That may be something that's tangible. That may be a pat on the back. That may be a bonus. Whatever you need to do. You want to take a trip at the end of the year. Whatever. But have those clear ground rules. So when you move throughout the entire year, which is a long 12 months, that's going to go by very quick. I know it sounds crazy, but you'll get to understand it as you're working the inner workings of your business every day. You will find yourself working endlessly, and then you'll look up, and then you'll be like, what do you have to show it? Show for it. And if you don't have any reward system put in place for yourself or for your partners or for you know your team members, however big or small your, your business is, you will find some people who are not being truly valued and they will go elsewhere. So just keep that in mind. And also, uh, moving on to number three. Number three is, it, it, we kind of touched on it already, so we're not going to stay long on it, is integrator is the tiebreaker. Yep. Whenever a cross-departmental cross issue comes up, the integrator is the tiebreaker. When an issue comes between the integrator and the visionary, integrator is tiebreaker. And the way they break those ties is using uh, issue-solving tracks. Uh, one that we talked about was IDS, uh, identify, discuss, solve. So that's that, that that really sums it up. Your integrator should get the last say so because they're they're the one over your day to day. Now, if it's a higher than day to day position question, the integrator and the visionary need to sit down together and go through and see what's the best way to do that uh, in a weekly meeting. But if it's something where you know the integrator has full control over, uh, and if you're a good visionary, you have a great integrator. Mm -hmm. So you should be able to say, hey. Like for me, I feel comfortable saying, I mean, I'm already, whatever he said. So I'm, I'm comfortable saying that because I work with somebody who I have that level of trust with. If you don't have that level of trust with your integrator, maybe they're not a good enough integrator and maybe your, or your puzzle pieces aren't fitting together. Right? Yeah. And that, and that, and that usually happens. Uh, I would say, uh, usually what you just mentioned, how that happens is due to the lack of communication mm -hmm. or just the, the, the shaky grounds of trust. And that doesn't mean that you don't necessarily trust that person. It's just uh, kind of what we mentioned earlier. You haven't had those in-depth conversations. You haven't really taken time out to really build that routine of learning who each other are and, you know, who the other person is and, and how they work and what's their mindset, what do they value, you know, things like that. As you do that, You'll easily, you know, you'll you won't have to you won't have to really second guess your decision of all right. Let me go to my integrator or let me communicate with my visionary and see how we how we move forward. Yeah. You'll be able to. It's, it's like it's it's, it's it's the emotional aspect will kick in and the reflex will just kind of happen of like hey, either go to the integrator and once he he or she states what they need to say, they'll come to me. Blah blah blah, but. That's just make sure that, you know, you be mindful of why things are happening. Not so much of, oh, this is what happened. I feel away. It's like, no, nah, ask yourself, why do you feel away? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then and be honest with yourself, too. So, yeah. And rule number four, you're an employee when you're working in the company. So if you listen to an earlier episode, we talked about this concept of working on your company and working in your company. Yes. Now, when you work on your company, you're an owner. Yeah. You're in the owner box. Your equals trying to figure out how to achieve the goal. But when you're employees, you're working in the company. So you heard me speak on it earlier. 
where when it's when in Monday's episode, when we're in sales and marketing, I'm the head of sales and marketing. I answer to Amari, the integrator. I have to wear that hat. I can't, you know, there's no way around that because as an employee, I'm working in the company. Yeah. Everyone can be fired. Yeah. Now, even as a partner owner, I can be fired. I can be bought out. I can be told, hey, you need to sit down from this role. We're going to put somebody else there mm-hmm. because that th- that's what's best for the company. And as an employee, you have to understand that. Yeah, and the same thing applies to me too because, yeah, remember, the integrator reports to the visionary. So you got to understand, both of us, being a, just being a two-man team, we can still be stripped of our roles and our positions if we're not performing in a way that's healthy for the business or, you know, yeah, just simple, simple and plain, you know. And that's how you build strong accountability. Accountability is meant to, you know, regulate, practice healthy regulations, not, you know, unhealthy ones. You yeah, know? don't so, get replaced by a virtual assistant down in Puerto Rico that'll work for five dollars an hour. <laughs> hey, it happens. I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but hey, hey, seriously, no, that's a, that's that's very, but that's very true, man. And um, it it just shows. It just so yeah, my phone just yeah, she said seriously, she was like, Oh me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um you definitely don't wanna be taking out your own your own business. Um and I think that yeah, I think that kinda of sums it up in reference yeah, to that, yeah. That's it. I, yeah. Uh number five is if you go to a previous episode, we talk about these one on ones all the time. Oh yeah. You gotta have the one on one one actually let's change that. Number five is anyone can be fired. Oh, yeah. That's rule number five. <laughs> rule number five is anybody can be fired. You yeah. can be replaced. You may be the visionary of your company, and I kind of want to touch on this with, for, real quick because it make, it, the way we're explaining it, the visionary has to understand your job is to have a vision for this company. Yeah. If your vision is not big enough for the company, move. Get a new visionary. I'm telling you can you, be an owner and not be a visionary. Yeah, that's that's. I'm glad you just mentioned that. Because you mentioned you, that. you may not be fitting the role anymore. Your integrator may be booming. They be made solving problems that you don't even see coming up yet. And that's where, like in our relationship, I can do integrator stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can help Amari on the integrator side as the visionary and vice versa. He's an integrator, but he has visionary qualities. He can cover my weaknesses as a visionary. I can help cover some of his weaknesses as an integrator. Yeah. But it only works because we play our roles, but also we, we have the idea of, I'm always thinking, how can I make the vision bigger? Yeah. And because I'm yeah. trying to fit as many people in this vision as possible. Mm-hmm. And Amari's always thinking, how can I fine-tune this process so much that we can bring somebody else in? And better yet, how can we fine-tune this process to a point to where we're not working in the business anymore? Yes. And then eventually, we won't be having to work on the business. We can just be the... Owner I mean, box. The owner box. That's the goal. That's, the, the, that's, the, that's really the end goal in reference to our real estate business. And... You know, and trust me, we we don't we, we're not scared to say that. You know, no. and trust me, I, I I'm pretty sure you ask. And some people take pride in working in the business. Some people take pride working on the business. Some people take pride in building things and being able to say, um, um, in a place where I'm ready to move on to another project. Yeah, and I've I've told a few people what our goal is. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say it. So our goal is to build an investment company. So eventually. Yes. We want to step outside of just real estate. Just real estate. We want to grow it to where it's functioning on its own and we can go do a new startup. Yeah. Something completely different in a different industry because we have ideas for other stuff in other industries. Yeah, man. But the only way we can do that is if we 
effectively build the processes and systems as visionary integrator because we may switch to doing something else and the vision is set by you but you're also our integrator so now we have to figure out new roles and that that's what we we look forward to we like the building yeah so when we we're moving to the next venture and you set the vision now i have to catch up to your vision so that i can expand on it mm-hmm. so that you can start integrating exactly. see so for us we're not stuck in oh we have this one business and we want to work here yeah that's cool but you know where's the fun in that yeah and for like, us not yet for us and I, I think that we can say that probably for a lot of different creators, a lot of different entrepreneurs, a lot of different business athletes, you just got to, you got to find your passion. Um, and I, I promise you, like when it comes to real estate, we both agree that real estate serves a purpose for the end goal. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we chose real, estate, chose real estate out of all the things. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much really it. But anybody could can and will be fired if they don't truly take what they're creating um what they're creating outgrows them yeah and this is my final thing before we close out don't be afraid to fire yourself oh no seriously when you hit the point where you don't have the vision for the company anymore Mm -hmm. let go of the reins get a new visionary in you're still the owner yeah you still gonna get your money you still gonna get paid but if you don't have the passion for it, you don't have the vision for it, get out of the way so that everyone that you brought into this vision can still succeed. Because if you're growing a company, and this is my opinion, if you're growing a company and you're bringing people in, you now have a new obligation. Your obligation is to make sure that the vision can encompass all these people. If you're bringing in people with the allure of they will get wealthy too, but your vision doesn't include them getting wealthy, Get out of the way and bring in a visionary whose thoughts are, I want the whole team to get wealthy because that's what you need. You, if you don't have the passion, it's really easy to just say, well, I'm good. I can walk away. Yeah, but it's harder to just go, I'm good. This is my baby, but I'm not what's right for it anymore. Yeah. I need to go find something else that I'm passionate about. Yeah, and that's the and that's and that that's a key key that's a major key in reference to business in general. Um, is emotional intelligence, you know, you know it, everything that we just mentioned probably in the last minute or so is summed up in those two words: emotional intelligence. You know, being able to um, be very in in, con- in connection with your emotions and knowing that you're able to make those decisions um, that may be not so easy, but they are very, very helpful, especially when you're serving other people outside of yourself. This has been Jared. Yo, this is Amari. Peace. Peace. That's it. Episode is over. Hey, if you're on Apple, subscribe, review, and give us a rating. Yeah, man. We definitely want to hear back from you. As we continue to grow this platform, we want to make sure that we're actually giving you the content that you need and the content that you actually want. So reach out to us. Let us know what you want. Peace. That's it.